0: Section 5 of Modern Magic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Modern Magic A Practical Treatise on the Art of Conjuring by Professor Lewis Hoffman. Card Tricks with Ordinary Cards and Not Requiring Sleight of Hand. Part 1 There is a large class of tricks, which may be described as consisting of two elements, the discovery of a chosen card by the performer, and the revelation of his knowledge in a more or less striking manner. We propose to give, in the first place, three or four methods of discovering a given card, and then a similar variety of methods of concluding the trick. It must be remembered that for our present purpose we exclude all tricks for which any special dexterity is requisite there will be little that is absolutely novel in this chapter but it will be for the student to supply the want of freshness in his materials by the ingenuity of his combinations simple modes of discovering a given card first method hold the pack face downwards in the left hand having previously noticed the bottom card secretly draw down this card about three-quarters of an inch and hold the part so drawn down between the thumb and fourth finger of the right hand the palm of the right hand being above the cards now with the tip of the first or second finger of the right hand draw down the cards one by one about half an inch beginning with the top card and so on inviting your audience to stop you at any card they may choose when they do so draw down all the cards as far as you have gone completely away from the remaining cards but with them draw down at the same time the bottom card. This card coalescing with the upper portion will be to the eyes of the spectators that at which you were directed to stop. Holding the cards with their backs towards you, request them to observe what the card is. The pack may now be shuffled to any extent, but being acquainted with the card you can find or name it at pleasure. The above may be employed as a means of forcing, where it is essential to force a given card, and you are not sufficiently proficient to feel certain of effecting that object by the regular method. Thus suppose that the card which you desire to force is the seven of diamonds. You place that card at the bottom of the pack, and proceed as above directed. When the audience desire you to stop, you draw off the upper packet, and with it the seven of diamonds, which will thereby become the bottom card of that packet. You request them to note the card, and at once hand the pack to be shuffled. This is a very simple and easy mode of forcing, but it is very generally known, and it would not therefore be safe to use it before a large or very acute audience. Second Method Deal the cards into three packs face upwards, and request a spectator to note a card and remember in which heap it is. When you have dealt twenty-one cards, throw the rest aside, these not being employed in the trick. Ask in which heap the chosen card is, and place that heap between the other two, and deal again as before. Again ask the question, place the heap indicated in the middle, and deal again a third time. Note particularly the fourth or middle card of each heap, as one or other of those three cards will be the card thought of. Ask for the last time in which heap the chosen card now is, when you may be certain that it was the card which you noted as being the middle card of that heap. This same effect will be produced with any number of cards, so long as such number is odd, and a multiple of three. The process and result will be the same save that if fifteen cards are used each heap will consist of five cards, and the third card of each will be the middle one. If twenty-seven cards, each heap will consist of nine cards, and the fifth will be the selected one, and so on. Third method take any number of the cards and deal them face upwards upon the table noting in your own mind the first card dealt ask any number of persons each to note a card and to remember at what number it falls when you have dealt all the cards you first took in your hand take them up again without disturbing their order and turn them face downwards in order to show that the trick is not performed by any arithmetical calculation you should lay great stress upon this the fact being precisely the reverse invite the company to take any number they choose of the remaining cards, such number being unknown to you, and place them either above or below the cards you have dealt. Allow the cards to be cut, not shuffled, as many times as the audience please. You now, for the first time, ask each person what was the number of his card, and on being informed again deal the cards, turning them face upwards. When the original first card appears, COUNT ON, SILENTLY, FROM THIS AS NUMBER ONE TO THE NUMBER MENTIONED, AT WHICH NUMBER THE NOTED CARD WILL AGAIN APPEAR. SHOULD THE WHOLE OF THE CARDS BE DEALT OUT WITHOUT REACHING THE REQUIRED NUMBER, TURN THE CARDS OVER AGAIN AND CONTINUE FROM THE TOP OF THE PACK UNTIL THAT NUMBER IS REACHED. HAVING INDICATED HOW A CARD MAY BE DISCOVERED, WE PROCEED TO DESCRIBE VARIOUS MODES OF DISCLOSING THE CARD THUS ASCERTAINED. FIRST METHOD GET THE CARD TO THE TOP OF THE PACK give the pack to some person to hold. The cards should be face upwards, so that the chosen card will be undermost, with the thumb of the holder above and the fingers below the pack. The fingers should extend under the pack for about an inch, but the thumb above not more than half an inch. Request the person to nip the cards tightly, and as he does so, give them a smart downward wrap with your forefinger, which will knock all the cards out of his hand with the exception of the lowest card which will be retained by the greater friction of the fingers, and will remain staring him in the face. This is a very old and simple finish, but it appears marvellous to those who witness it for the first time. You may, if you prefer it, hold the cards yourself as above directed, and allow another person to strike them downwards. It is well to moisten the fingers, not the thumb, slightly, as you thereby increase the hold on the chosen card. SECOND METHOD Get the card to the top of the pack, and hold the pack lightly between the thumb and fingers of the right hand, the thumb being on the face, and the fingers, which should be previously slightly moistened, on the back of the cards. Give a sharp downward jerk of the hand and arm, when, as in the last case, all the cards will fall save the top card, which is retained by the greater friction of the moistened fingers. Third method. Get the chosen card to the top and hold the pack in the right hand lengthways and face downwards about two feet above the floor or table. Push the top card a little off the pack sideways so as to make it project throughout the whole length about an inch beyond the rest of the cards. Now let fall the pack, when the resistance of the air will cause the top card to turn over in its fall and to appear face upwards all the other cards remaining face downwards. Fourth method place the card in question and seven other indifferent cards in two rows face downwards on the table Keep in your own mind which is the chosen card, but do not let the audience see the face of either of the cards Ask the drawer if he is sure that he will know his card again. He will of course answer yes Now ask either the same or another person to touch four of the eight cards upon the table necessarily the four which he touches will either include or not include the chosen card in either case you take up whether he touches them or not the four which do not include the chosen card remarking i will return these to the pack invite the same person to touch two out of the four which remain again take up the two whether touched or not touched which do not include the chosen card saying i return these also to the pack You have now only two cards left on the table, one of which is the chosen card. Invite one of the spectators to touch one of these cards. As before, whichever he touches you pick up and return to the pack the non-chosen card, remarking, We have now only one card left. You have all seen that I dealt out eight cards on the table, and that I have withdrawn seven, you yourselves choosing which I should withdraw. Now, sir, be kind enough to name the card you drew. The card having been named, you turn over the card left on the table, and show that it is the right one. This trick is based upon a kind of double entendre, which, though apparently obvious, is rarely seen through by the audience, if performed in a quick and lively manner. The secret lies in the performer interpreting the touching of the cards in two different senses, as may best suit his purpose. If the chosen card is not among the cards touched, He interprets the touching as meaning that the cards touched are rejected, and to be returned to the pack. If the card is among those touched, he interprets the touching in the opposite sense, namely that the cards touched are to be retained, and the others rejected. If he is lucky in the cards touched, it may happen that he is able to interpret the touching in the same sense throughout the trick, in which case there will be no clue whatever to the secret but even in the opposite case where he is compelled to put aside first the cards touched and then the cards not touched the difference generally passes unnoticed by the spectators or or if noticed is put down as a slip on the part of the performer rather than as being as it really is the key to the trick where the performer is proficient in sleight of hand the above may be worked up into a really brilliant trick any indifferent card being drawn and returned is brought to the top by the pass palmed and the pack shuffled eight cards are laid out and the drawn card revealed as above having described these few commencements and terminations we will next proceed to the discussion of some complete tricks to make a card vanish from the pack and be found in a person's pocket slightly moisten the back of your left hand offer the pack to be shuffled place it face downwards on the table and request one of the company to look at the top card request him to place the back of his left hand upon the cards and press heavily upon it with his right in order that he may the better comprehend your meaning place your own hands as described and request him to imitate you when you remove your left hand the back being moistened the card will stick to it put your hands carelessly behind you and with the right hand remove the card all will crowd around to see the trick. Pretend to be very particular that the person who places his hand on the card shall do so in precisely the right position. This will not only give you time, but draw all eyes to his hands. Meanwhile, watch your opportunity, and slip the card into the tail pocket of one or other of the spectators. Now announce that you are about to order the top card, which all have seen, and which Mr. A is holding down so exceedingly tight to fly away from the pack and into the pocket of Mr. B, making the choice apparently haphazard. On examination your commands will be found to have been fulfilled. It has a good effect, when practicable, to slip the card into the pocket of the same person who is pressing upon the pack. To place the four kings in different parts of the pack, and to bring them together by a simple cut. Take the four kings, or any other four cards, at pleasure and exhibit them fan-wise. But secretly place behind the second one, the King of Diamonds in the figure, two other court cards of any description, which being thus hidden behind the King, will not be visible. The audience, being satisfied that the four cards are really the four Kings and none other, fold them together, and place them at the top of the pack. Draw attention to the fact that you are about to distribute these four Kings in different parts of the pack take up the top card which being really a king you may exhibit without apparent intention and place it at the bottom take the next card which the spectators suppose to be also a king and place it about halfway down the pack and the next on in like manner a little higher take the fourth card which being actually a king you may show carelessly and replace it on the top of the pack you have now really three kings at the top and one at the bottom Though the audience imagine that they have seen them distributed in different parts of the pack and are proportionately surprised when the cards are cut to find that all the kings are again together it is best to use knaves or queens for the two extra cards as being less distinguishable from the kings should a spectator catch a chance glimpse of their faces there are other and better modes of bringing together four apparently separated cards by the aid of of sleight-of-hand which will be explained in due course. But we have thought it well to give also this simpler method, as it is always an advantage to possess two different modes of performing the same feat. The four kings being placed under the hand of one person, and the four sevens under the hand of another, to make them change places at command. Exhibit fanwise in one hand the four kings, and in the other the four eights. Behind the hindmost of the kings, and so as not to be noticeable by the audience, secretly place beforehand the four sevens. Hold the four eights in the other hand in such a manner that the lower of the two centre pips of the foremost is concealed by the first and second fingers. The same pip on each of the other cards will be concealed by the card immediately before it, so that the four cards will to the spectators appear equally like the sevens. Place the pack face downwards on the table draw attention to the fact that you hold in one hand the four kings and in the other the four sevens really the disguised eights fold up the supposed sevens and place them on the pack fold up the kings and place them on the top of the supposed sevens as the real sevens were behind the last of the kings they are now on the top with the kings next though the audience are persuaded that the kings are uppermost and the sevens next following Deal off slowly and carefully the four top cards saying i take off these four kings and lay them on the table requesting one of the spectators to place his hand firmly upon them do the same with the next four cards which are really the kings ask if the persons in charge of the cards are quite sure that they are still under their hands and upon receiving their assurance to that effect command the cards they hold to change places which they will be found to have done four packets of cards having been formed face downwards on the table to discover the total value of the undermost cards this trick must be performed with the bouquet pack of thirty-two cards invite one of the spectators to privately select any four cards and to place them separately and face downwards on the table then counting an ace as eleven a court card is ten and any other card according to the number of its pips to place upon each of these four so many cards as added to its value thus estimated shall make fifteen it must be remembered that value was only to be taken into consideration as to the original four cards those placed on them counting as one each whatever they may happen to be you meanwhile retire when the four heaps are complete advance to the table and observe how many cards are left over and above the four heaps to this number mentally add thirty-two the total will give you the aggregate value of the four lowest cards, calculated as above mentioned. You should not let your audience perceive that you count the remaining cards, or they will readily conjecture that the trick depends on some arithmetical principle. You may say, You will observe that I do not look even at one single card, and, so saying, throw down the surplus cards with apparent carelessness upon the table, when they are sure to fall sufficiently scattered to enable you to count them without attracting observation. To name all the cards in the pack in succession. This is an old trick, but a very good one. To perform it, you must arrange the cards of a whist-pack beforehand, according to a given formula, which forms a sort of memoria technica. There are several used, but all are similar in effect. The following is one of the simplest. Eight kings threatened to save ninety-five ladies for one sick knave. These words suggest, as you will readily see, eight king, three, ten, two, seven, nine, five, queen, four, ace, six, knave. You must also have a determinate order for the suits, which should be red and black alternately, say diamonds clubs hearts spades sort the pack for convenience into the four suits and then arrange the cards as follows take in your left hand face upwards the eight of diamonds on this place the king of clubs on this the three of hearts then the ten of spades then the two of diamonds and so on till the whole of the cards are exhausted this arrangement must be made privately beforehand and you must either make this the first of your series of tricks or which is better as it negatives the idea of arrangement, have two packs of the same pattern, and secretly exchange the prepared pack at a suitable opportunity for that with which you have already been performing. Spread the cards, which may previously be cut any number of times, and offer them to a person to draw one. While he is looking at the card, glance quickly at the card next above that which he has drawn, which we will suppose is the Five of Diamonds. You will remember that in your memoria technica, five is followed by ladies, queen. You know then that the next card, the one drawn, was a queen. You know also that clubs follow diamonds, ergo the card drawn is the queen of clubs. Name it, and request the drawer to replace it. Ask someone again to cut. Ask someone again to cut the cards, and repeat the trick in the same form with another person, but this time pass all the cards which were above the card drawn below the remainder of the pack. This is equivalent to cutting the pack at that particular card. After naming the card drawn, ask if the company would like to know any more. Name the cards next following the card already drawn, taking them one by one from the pack and laying them face upwards on the table, to show that you have named them correctly. After a little practice it will cost you but a very slight effort of memory to name in succession all the cards in the pack. The cards being cut, to tell whether the number cut is odd or even. This is another trick performed by the aid of the prepared pack last described, and has the advantage of being little known even to those who are acquainted with other uses of the arranged pack. Notice whether the bottom card for the time being is red or black. Place the pack on the table, and invite any person to cut, announcing that you will tell by the weight of the cards cut whether the number is odd or even. Take the cut cards in other words the cards which before the cut were at the top of the pack and Poising them carefully in your hand as though testing their weight glance slyly at the bottom card If it is of the same color as the bottom card of the other or lowest portion the cards cut are an even number If of a different color they are odd End of section 5